thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. All right, hey everybody. I want to welcome you to today's edition of Bible News Radio. Yeah, it is. It is that time, people. Yeah, it is. It's that time of day to do your aerobic exercise of your mind. Yeah, it is. We're going to go ahead and share tonight a lot of the headlines of the day and maybe the week. Some things that are controversial and some things, honestly, that, that you probably haven't looked at. Um, if you just don't look at headlines that have anything to do with the Bible. I found this very interesting uh, headline over on RNS News uh, titled, Bible Scholar. Paul's letter to the Romans is what we should read in the Trump era backwards. So the question is, should we be reading the Bible backwards? Interesting, isn't it? That's an interesting question. And then we also have an article titled, Mayor Tries to Stop Drag Story Hour. Why would you have transgender people talking to kids, people? What? You mean there's nothing wrong with that? Huh? What? Yeah. Okay, wait. Tomorrow night. Mark your calendars now for tomorrow night, July 27th. We are having progressive evil author. Yeah, we are. Retired Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis on the show. He is not only a Pentagon insider, but he's a Washington insider. He's been inside Washington for 50 years. I know he doesn't even look that old, does he? Nope. But you know what? I had the opportunity of meeting this distinguished gentleman a couple years ago at the Prophecy Watchers conference. Got to interview him in person. In fact, if you watch our intro video that we have, and we're going to be changing one of these days, he's actually highlighted in there. This is his latest book, Progressive Evil, and here's the title. How Radicals Are Redefining America's Rights, Institutions, and Ideals, Making Her Globally Irrelevant for the End Times. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Central, Robert, a.k.a. Bob, uh, requested, and I thought I'd oblige, given his stature, uh, to uh, come on at an hour early. So I was like, yeah, why not? Hey, it's earlier for me. I can go to bed earlier if he comes on earlier. <laughs> so we're going to be doing that tomorrow. We'll, we will remind you throughout the show about that. But I hope that you had a good week, people. I know, as for me and my house, we did. We had a good week. Yeah, we did. So I want to thank you for coming in. And I will give a couple of you shout outs here that I can see. And hopefully as Twitter decides to roll out the news that we're on the air, a couple more people might know that we're live. <laughs> we're live on YouTube as well as Twitch. So let me go ahead and set this up here. You know, let you know I missed you people. You know, it's so weird. This is like the, what, the third week or something that we've been doing this. And, um, you know... Uh, I have to tell you honestly that there's a part of me that's like, I can't believe I did this five days a week when I wasn't, when I was doing it every single day. I was like, 
I had no idea how much work I did until I was like, okay, look, I got to stop. This is ridiculous. So Melanie and Mia and whoever else is watching over on YouTube or Twitch, if you're watching on the archive, hello, people. You're one of the few lucky ones that YouTube, Periscope, Twitter, Twitch, and all those didn't hide me, hide me from you from. That makes sense. We weren't hidden from you. Yeah, we weren't. But, you know, we're going to talk about, about that tomorrow night, actually. We're going to talk about um, Christian persecution and where Bob actually sees the future of America going. His book touches on it. And, you know, for those people who are kind of snoozing around and they're not, they're not really looking at what's going on, I think sudden disaster is going to come upon them and they're going to be really shocked, actually, about what's going to happen. Um, and, you know, we're hearing now already that, that, uh, that, you know, with the, the next election, will Trump become our president again? You know, and meanwhile, you got 1500 people on the left running for the seat. And of course, Joe Biden, the former vice president of Barack Hussein Obama's threatening to run, which he won't win. I mean, there's no way. Why, why didn't, okay. So just a question. Why isn't he president now? I mean, because usually if you have a great president, you know, then the vice president usually follows suit, right? But he isn't president now for a reason. So what makes you think he could beat Donald Trump next time? I mean, just seriously. So they're probably going to do, this is my hunch, probably what they'll do. Hey, Jeff, over there on uh, Facebook, or not Facebook, YouTube. Probably what they're going to do is the same thing that they did with Barack Hussein Obama. You guys remember how Barack Hussein Obama came to power? He was this unknown little senator, you know, in Illinois, who was absent occasionally, had a questionable birth certificate, you know, a whole bunch of stuff questionable. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he's glorified in the media as the Messiah to America. Yeah. He was. I mean, just ridiculous. I mean, we all lived through it. We lived through it. And then this last election with Donald Trump, and all of a sudden he's Cyrus. Yeah, he is. You know, the whole world is worshiping Donald Trump. Well, some of us are going, you're fired. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't say I had, I had to, <laughs> just had to say that. Yeah, and Oprah put him on. You're absolutely right. Oprah was there. Wait, how come Oprah isn't president? Yeah. Oh, you know, you know, it'd be a great running ticket. Tony Robbins and Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. Would that be awesome? Uh, I think personally, the Illuminati people actually need to run. I think the real people behind the puppet master scenes, I think they should just run, like make themselves known. It's like they have all the money. So why don't they just go? Yeah. George Soros. Look at me, Mr. Scowly face liberal progressive meanie you know hey i want to be the face of america a scowly man that time will probably come they're you know they just yeah they won't run they'll just <laughs> they'll just be in power eliminate the presidency and <sighs> you know constitutional republic and all that kind of thing and just yeah be done with it but we do live here in days, Isaiah 5.20 says that good will be called evil and evil shall be called good. Bitter will be called sweet and sweet will be bitter. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of true. I mean, if, if you think about it, it's really true. Sorry, I just burped. Hey, if you guys have not had this stuff yet, it's called bubbly sparkling water. You see this? Isn't it a cute logo? I think that's a totally cute logo. <laughs> Uh, this this happens to be lime. Lime flavor with other natural flavors. What they are, I don't know. But, uh, yeah. So, in case you're curious what I drink, it's my sparkling water. And if you want to see the great physical thing that I accomplished this week, in particular today, go over to my Instagram account. By the way, I should tell you where you can reach me on all social media. You can follow me on Twitter, on Facebook, on Pinterest, even though I'm really not over there, uh, on YouTube, on Twitch, is that it? At Bible News Radio. Yeah, I made it easy. And if you want to follow me on my personal account, then you can follow me at stacy.lynn.harp on Instagram because stacy.lynn.harp on Instagram shows you the behind the scenes fitness person that I'm becoming. Yeah. Why well, I've been out because of, uh, um, you know, plantar fasciitis with my feet, which incidentally, and by the way, wait, hold on a minute. The doctor recommended Crocs, so I got myself a pair. Yeah, I did. Smiley, smiley nation, smiley world, smiley world, I mean, smiley world. Yep. So I wore these today for the first time in public. <laughs> Do you think anybody noticed? The answer is yes, in case you're wondering. <laughs> kind of hard not to notice them. But anyway, um, because of the foot problems, I haven't been able to play pickleball, which you guys know I love if you're a normal viewer, right? But here's the thing. So I decided I would embark on weightlifting. So if you want to see me for the first time ever in the history of all mankind, actually do a crunch all by myself with no help from my friend. You can watch it on Instagram. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. And then you can laugh at it if you'd like. You can send me a message. You can ignore me. Whatever you'd like to do. So, yep. All right. Okay, people. So, put a one. Put a one, people, if you're ready to get into the news of the day and hear my snarky commentary on it. Okay. All right. Here we go. You know, I was, I was, um, I was telling Randall before the show. By the way, I do have to I do have to say this. I was telling Randall before the show, um, I, I shared the foot foot joke earlier today at lunch, and I wished I could have had on video the reaction of the lady sitting across the table from me. She laughed so hard, she thought that was the funniest thing ever. And but there was one guy, kind of a cranky guy, two seats down, he was like, Is this joke over yet? Are you done with this joke? Just curious if you're done with it. Anyway, I bring all this up to let you know that that I was telling Randall, I said, you know, it's not every day. <laughs> I saw that, Sherry. It's not every day that, you know, I have Bob McGinnis coming on the show, right? He's on tomorrow. But I was telling Randall, I said, do you ever wonder why God allowed me, little old me, little me, Stacy Lynn Harp, short, four foot four, I mean, five foot four, Stacy Lynn Harp, you know, I get the access to these really cool people that you don't. <laughs> you ever wonder why God allowed me to, like, 
meet people and then do a show and then poof, they're here on the show. Do you ever wonder why I was able to get Dr. Ben Carson on my show or Amy Grant or, or the Duck Dynasty family? Minus Phil. Just saying. Somebody, if you know Phil, I want Phil on my show. At some point, Phil's got to come on my show. Um, you ever wonder? I I was kind of contemplating that earlier today. I was thinking, I have no idea. Except for this, that if you believe that God directs your steps, and I do, then if you follow your good shepherd's voice, you will go where he wants you to, and he will open up doors for you and give you an opportunity to share what you need to share. And I think the Lord is calling, and this is one thing I shared in my text message. By the way, if you don't get my text messages, text Bible News right there. See, it's right there. Quick, before it goes by, text Bible News to 33222 for updates. How many of you believe that God can speak to you in dreams? I totally do. And for my whole Christian life, God has spoke to me through dreams. And this past week, I have had three very unsettling dreams about death in the end times. And I'm not going to share two of them because they were kind of personal. But the last dream that I had was two nights ago. And um, normally I wouldn't do this, but I'm going to share this in light of the story I'm going to share with you. So, you know, every night when I go to sleep, um, I usually listen to something because because my mom, thank, thank you, mom. <laughs> she when I was a baby she would like like vacuum and so I I could sleep through anything and of course we all grew up on white noise right when the tv went off at midnight like when Denise was young right so so you know Johnny Carson went off and you know and next thing you know you're right okay so we all learned to sleep right well I have to sleep with something. Randall's opposite. He'll sleep with music. I can't sleep to music. It just keeps me awake. I have to sleep to noise. So lately, um, you know, I've been listening to Billy Crone or or, um, or or Go Tandem, Back to the Bible, old episodes of Where and Wearsby Bible Studies, or sometimes Woodrow Kroll, sometimes Kay Arthur, you know, really solid Bible teachers. Um, I've been, yeah, right, after the Star Spangled Banner. So after that, anyway, so let's say I've been listening to a lot of the Word. Um, before I go to bed, which makes, <laughs> which, which makes, um, the, the dreams that I've had very interesting because the dreams were not like, you know, like I'm in Disneyland and life is great. No, the dreams were kind of apocalyptic in a way, um, really about death. And, but the last one I woke up and I was like, huh? So I was laying in bed and I had the covers all over me and I was sleeping and this bee came in to the bedroom somehow. It was just a little bee. You know how they are. And I've had a bee get stuck in my hair before and it is no fun. And I got stung on the head once like many years ago. So, so I'm not a big fan of bees. I know we need them to live, but not in my hair, not in my head. And so this bee came in and it was trying to sting me. And I'm like wrestling all through the, through the, my comforter and my, Thing and I'm getting tangled up and, you know, and I'm trying not to get stung by this bee. And it was irritating. It was one of these like wrong, it was kind of long drawn out type dream. Like you're like, what the heck is going on here? And <clears throat> so finally I wake up from the dream and I'm in the dream, 
But in the, I wake up in the dream. I, have you ever had a dream where you're asleep in the dream and you wake up in the dream? Well, anyway, that's kind of what this dream was. So multiple levels. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, okay, wait a minute. So this this bee, all of a sudden I see it, and it's dead, and I'm like. And then I had this thought came, come through my mind. The thought was, there was no sting because, because death has been overcome. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, where is the victory of death? You know? And, and I woke up like that. It was like I woke up at my normal time. But I woke up and I was like, I had this weird... And I'm, I'm thinking all this. I don't even think I told Randall everything. But so I'm thinking, okay... This is very interesting. Bee, this bee that I was so scared of that was going to attack me and sting me and just hurt me. Now, I'm not even allergic to bees, so it's not even like I would die or anything. But in the dream, I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah, ah you know, I don't want to get attacked by it. Um, but then I realized in the dream that there was no stinger, so I couldn't have gotten hurt anyway. And so I'm like, hmm. And that immediately reminded me, of course, if you're spiritually minded like me, you already know what it reminded me of. It reminded me of the fact that Christ conquered death. And there is no sting for death. Uh, for us as believers, if we die in Christ, for, live, for us to live as Christ and to die as gain, we have no problem, right? I mean, we have no problem with dying because we know our reward is on the other side because we've received Jesus and what he did for us when he died on the cross. He conquered that death. He conquered death. Now, if you think about it, that doesn't even make any sense to the normal person. What? How do you conquer death? We all die. Well, he did. He died, but he rose again. And that is the biggest difference between um, the unbelieving world and the believing world. The believing world, which would be Christians, is like, we do believe Jesus died and came back from the dead. We believe it. But the unbelieving world is blinded. They can't see it. They're in the dark. They're walking around stumbling, trying to find, figure stuff out. And if Christians come in and shed the light and, and we're like, woo, 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 you know, I mean, here's the light, woo, you know, and it starts to like irritate people in the dark. That's what we're dealing with right now in our culture. We're dealing with a dark culture that gets really royally ticked off because children of light, which we are, are walking around saying, wait a minute, this isn't good. Let's look at this. Let's look at that. But at the same time, we're trying to show them, if you look over here, don't worry about this. Look over here because the light is over here. And when you follow Jesus, if you die, you don't have to worry about it because for you to live is Christ and to die is gain. There is no death. There is no sting. So Randall brought this up for me. The mystery of the resurrection. So it says here, I'll just read it, <clears throat> beginning in verse 50. Now I say this, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. Wait, hold on. I got to put that down. Um, we will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed. For this perishable must put on the imperishable and this mortal must put on immortality. But when 
this perishable will have put on the imperishable and this mortal will have put on immortality, then will come about the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And that is the victory that we have. And so, you know, it's kind of interesting because for me personally, you know, I'm normal. I have, I have fear, you know, of losing my husband in particular to death. I mean, what normal woman wouldn't, you know, be kind of scared if her husband's going to die or whatever. But when I really think about it, you know what? God has never left me or forsaken me. He actually saved me from probably more horrendous things than I even know. You know, he's never broken a promise to me. He has never lied to me. He's never set me up. He's never ripped me off. He's never hit me. He's never abused me. He loves me. And as I heard a friend recently say, you know what? You should talk to God because he's your friend and he'll talk back to you if you just talk to him. He loves you and he wants to know you. And that's what this show is about, ultimately. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we look at crappy news of the day that's irritating and stuff. But at the same time, what I want you to know is that there is so much hope that you have as a believer. And I want to exhort you and encourage you at the same time. One of the biggest tricks of the enemy is to get you to complain and get you to focus on stuff. Minute stuff. <laughs> Stuff that really, honestly, does not matter a whole lot in the whole scheme of the world, right? And, 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 and for me, I get very annoyed with Christians that complain a lot. It irritates me to no end. And trust me, I don't have that many of those around me because I just want to smack those people because they're completely not even being grateful for what God, for what God has given them, right? So... My encouragement to you is to remember what God has given you and to be thankful for the relationship, the very fact that you have a Bible, that you can even turn on the internet, watch this show, that you have access to the gospel of Christ 24-7 where there's people in the world that have never heard the name of Yeshua yet, right? You have been saved. Your sins have been forgiven. You've been washed by the blood of the Lamb. There, I said it. You know, you... You're a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, behold old, all things have become new. And you need to walk in that newness. But remember that, you know, it's a daily discipline. It's a daily discipline to trust God and take him at his word. Not because he isn't trustworthy, because you're not trustworthy. And most of the issues people have with God it has nothing to do with God and everything to do with them or some other person that supposedly represented God and and made it horrible for that person. <clears throat> and yet it's so easy to believe a lie, right? I was talking to somebody this week and I don't know if they're in here. I don't see them. But I was talking to somebody this week and they kept saying something to me over and over again. And I, I said to him, I said, I said, do you like scary movies? And they're like, no. Why? And I said, well, I don't like them either. And she's like, why did you ask? I said, well, well, why, how come you don't watch a scary movie? Now, I know some of you do, and I wouldn't recommend it, but do you like scary movies? Hopefully you don't, because who in their right mind wants to be scared, 
right? Who wants to indulge in the enemies and entertainment, right? The darkness, the death, the destruction, the horror of it all. And so they said, no, I, I don't, I don't like scary movies. I said, I don't either. But you know what? When you're entertaining that thought that's irritating you, that's putting you down, that's, that's, you're obsessing over that's not doing a darn thing for you it's like watching a scary movie over and over again it's doing nothing for you it's not serving you well in fact it's making you miserable and ineffective for the kingdom because if i was an unbeliever and i saw a christian griping and complaining and etc every single day i'd be like do i really want to be a christian if that's what it is that they get i mean gosh what they're saved but they can complain it's like where's the joy man <laughs> And joy isn't walking around being all happy. Joy is having a confident peace, knowing that God is ultimately in control and that you can get through any situation that, that comes your way. And it doesn't mean, joy doesn't, isn't also the absence of pain either. And there are a lot of people out there, uh, prosperity gospel in particular, you know, he'll talk about, oh, you know, we can't get sick. We can't do this, blah, blah, whatever. You know what? Death, sickness is part of the fall of man, right? Maybe it wasn't in God's original plan, but it happens. You're going to stub your toe. You're going to hurt your foot. You're going to, you know, have pain and you got to deal with it, but with a good attitude. Right, Bareface? Yep. If you're happy and you know it, tell your face. Um, <laughs> um, I was going to clap my hands, man. Um, okay, uh, go ahead. Anyway, yeah, spot on. You know, what we see most of the time, the word in the New Testament that's translated joy is the Greek word kara. Did you just look that up? No, I did not. I just know because I've I've wondered myself. <laughs> you know, count it all joy, my brethren. And it's like, well, what the what the heck is James talking about here? He can't be like, oh, yes, trials. And so I... <laughs> You know, I like how your hair is sticking up. Isn't it cool? Isn't it awesome? Look at him trying to look all cool. Yeah. I could probably get some gel and just <laughs> like make one or two strands stand up. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I know on regular TV, the other host wouldn't point out that the host <laughs> hair is no, all the camera up. director would call for a camera switch, and the makeup person would come <laughs> hey. out with them. And yeah, and they would like be putting it down. Uh, yeah. Well, my hair is what. It, but anyway, go on. It's what it is. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. But that word, the the best. I'm I'm no Koine Greek scholar. Heck, not? not even student. No. Hmm. Um. But the Darn. best English translation I've seen for the word kara is is calm delight. Calm delight. It's it's like it is delight, you know how delightful, but it's calm. It's not a ah, exuberant, yeah, joy. It's it's a, it's like God's got this. I'm, you know, I'm calm, but there's an inner delight that it's yeah, it's a calm delight that this reassurance, you know. I can't even share this out on Periscope. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. <laughs> they somehow it unconnected. I don't know why. Anyway, whatever. Okay, anyway. so let's look at this story about the the mayor. Mayor tries to stop drag story hour. Why would you have transgender people talking to kids? Yeah, 
crazy. Okay. So I am going to. If I can get it to. Start reading. Cooperate here. Well, should I wait for you or no? Yeah, wait just a moment. Stall. Okay, I'll stall. You know, I would do what Janet Parcel used to do on her show. She'd call. She'd say, "Everybody." You know, this, no, the stalling tactic. I, I listened to professional radio for years, so I know how they did it. Janet would always say, okay, everybody, if you, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to call us now, you can call 1-800-853-53, whatever the phone number was. Uh, but yeah, okay. So here's the story. There it is. Poof. There you go. Okay. Isn't Bareface great? All right. So mayor tries to stop drag story hour. Why would you have transgender people talking to kids? So this was written in Nevada, apparently, July 26th, which is today. The mayor of a town in Nevada is speaking out against a local library's decision to host a drag queen story hour event detailing his unsuccessful efforts to block the event. When Sparks Mayor Ron Smith caught wind that Washoe, or Washu, Washu County Public Library would be hosting one, one of the events in which adult cross-dressers read to children between the ages of three and eight, hold a question and answer session and pose for photos. He was outraged. The Reno Gazette Journal reports. That's a good thing. I'm glad that he was outraged. It doesn't make any sense to me, he says. It's absolutely ridiculous. Why would you have transgender people talking to kids? Smith said he was concerned about reports of how drag queens have conducted themselves in similar events across the country and insufficient background checks leading to children being placed uh, near convicted sex offenders can i talk about that for a moment yeah yeah there was um it was in houston houston they had a drag queen story time and one of the drag queens one of the performers whatever is a convicted child molester was one of them was one of the drag queens reading stories to kids (laughs) I mean, this this is, you know, I think in most cities across the U.S. that, um, you know, you're supposed to, you can't live, you can't live within a certain, you know, radius of a school. Right. You know, you're registered online, you have to register as a sex offender. This guy is, he's convicted, convicted child molester and probably can't live near a school, but he can go sit in a library surrounded by kids. And and there's a video from that from that event, uh, that particular one in Houston. Can we can? Yeah, go ahead. All right. This is yeah. By the way, can I just say something as you were doing that? Sure. So yesterday I was at a networking meeting, as you know. Yeah. And I was talking to somebody who shall remain nameless, but they are a realtor, and I was telling them about the ID Shield updates and how the um, <laughs> I was telling her, I said, hey, you know, the the new ID Shield has like. The registered sex offenders thing in here you can go ahead you can show you know the people you're selling the house to about and she's like no 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 <laughs> i started laughing not because i thought it was funny but because it was kind of funny she's like nope don't want to know i don't want to know how many sex offenders are within five miles of the house i'm trying to sell because this is not going to be a selling point for 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 the for the house i just kind of thought that was interesting Anyway, so this was in the Houston area. Uh, this was posted on July 11th. Oh, last year. So this is like a year ago. Okay. Nothing new under the sun here. Uh, but uh, what gets me is the newscasters at the end. But 
check it out here. Okay. You want to put in some I need headsets to put in some so you headsets can listen. So I can hear. Yes, All my right. nifty two dollar headset, people. There we go. Only All the right. best for Bible News Radio. Okay. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Hearing it here. Children's Story Hour called Drag Queen Storytime. Stephanie Whitfield sat in on the program designed to promote acceptance. Good morning, everybody. The Heights Library had a special guest for Storytime. Oh, my goodness. Everyone is dressed so nice. I wish I would have wore a nice costume for y'all. A visitor who usually performs for an older audience. My name is Blackberry. I'm a bearded drag queen. That means I'm a lady with lots of facial hair. Do you want to touch my hair? No. This program is geared towards kids 10 years old and younger. I just want to expose them to things they don't get to see every day and want it to become the more normal and more accepted. They've never seen a drag queen before, so thought it was a good chance to see one. But let's turn around. And shake your butt, shake them, shake them, shake them, shake them, shake them. It was a first for this branch of the public library, too. It is amazingly unique, and that is ultimately something that we strive for, for sure. First, our um, show we <coughs> might be flagged because of this video. Branch, also, at Houston Public Library, always want to promote diversity, uh, understanding, inclusion, and fun. Let me hear my cat. Of course, a love of books, too. Blackberry says reading is a way to break the stigma of drag in queer culture. That's the whole goal is to uh, make kids that aren't used to seeing something like me uh, more comfortable to seeing it. So once they something go into school, like me later on yeah. in life and they see something that's totally different from them, instead of bullying, they're more accepting. One, two, three. Stinky cheese. Now, there were definitely some kids who had to warm up to Blackberry, but that's the whole reason some parents went to expose their children to something that they've never seen before. And most people seem to walk away having a good time. Yeah, start them young, right? Mm -hmm. Saw a lot of smiles there. Yeah. Thanks, Stephanie. What the hell? These people are from the devil. You know what? <clears throat> yeah, JDF, you're right. Vomit for sure. And you know what? If I had the right to be able to revoke a parent's license to be a parent, every freaking parent that brought their kid to that, I would say, I'm taking your child away. That is... That was the majority of the comments on the video on YouTube. <laughs> what I just said, and I yes. didn't God. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, JDF says, slashing my wrists. That is... Oh, guys... But here's the thing, and this is why I brought up what I brought up earlier. We are the light, and, and the devil does not like us because we actually have moral standards and we want to protect children, not indoctrinate them. There is a huge difference between raising up a child in the fear and admonition of the Lord and going and giving them a freak show to be politically incorrect about it i i mean who what the hell you know i mean i i'm sorry it's just it's just yeah bare did you really have to do that bareface did you did you really have to just make me watch that because i'm i thought it was important well yeah it is but you know i'm just saying uh yeah you know what if that ever, like i told you earlier if that ever happens in our town it's, it's not going to happen in our town. Well, better not happen in our town. I'd be like, okay. Not, not on my watch. Yeah. No uh, way. Just, just, uh. So, yeah, when I read Convicted Sex Offenders, I, I had to 
It was apparently that event that there was a convicted, actually, not just sex offender, but child sex offender. Hey, was that, was that that particular event. Thank you for retweeting. I can't even do it on my own account, so I appreciate, appreciate you doing it. Um, it's like, ah, who needs those background checks? We're exposing children to diversity, and the the, the one guy that wasn't the that wasn't the sex offender, the one featured the one, in the news okay. article. Which hope this but show is probably going to be flagged because of that video. We'll probably have to re-upload it, but because it can, contains what copyrighted content? Yeah, or? we'll we'll see. Hopefully, it won't. Uh, anyway, it's must from a year ago, but we'll see. Um. Anyway, the um. Where was I going? I don't know where I was going with that, but um, I'm just, yeah, it's hard to believe. You want to get back to this story? Well, yeah, because, okay, so I, I ended the so thing, so I'll just back up. So back that up. Wait, scroll, scroll down. Okay, there we go. I'm, okay. I just finished reading about uh, yeah. background so, I, so, yeah, so, so the last sentence was, Smith said he was concerned about reports of how drag queens have conducted themselves in similar events across the country and insufficient background checks leading to children being placed near convicted six sex offenders. Recently, an Oregon library deleted pictures of children lying on top of a drag queen. Now, I don't know about you, but here's a... <laughs> Here in Tennessee, um, when my dad was in uh, a rehab facility and he's old right he's old uh the southern bell nurses around here could not refer to my dad as honey okay because it was unprofessional they couldn't say honey dear sweetie they couldn't say anything sweet and loving like that to the old guy you know to get him to take his medicine or whatever you know how old people are they need some nurture love they couldn't even hug my dad right because it's so unprofessional blah 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 because they have HIPAA standards, right? They got standards. Standards to protect the patient because maybe the patient will get offended or they don't like it or whatever, right? So how come there isn't standards for having children lay on top of creepy-looking adults? Well, obviously there's no standards with the drag queens come in for story hour with with the stated intention to get them used to it to, to, so when they look at something like me they get used to it the one guy said and then you saw the newscasters yeah the, the parents wanted to come in and you know expose them to you know to something you know to see a drag queen and oh yeah start him young and no nothing but a lot of smiles around there I mean, it's not about educating, it's not about reading stories to kids, it's about getting them desensitized After the to ball. sexual perversity. Yep. I mean, it's a stated fact, not my words. I know. It's... Stupid is an understatement. I think Tommy's saying stupid parents, I think abusive parents, is. I think parents who don't have a brain, I think that they need to have their kids taken away from them. I mean, that's, call me like, you know, crazy, but... Crazy, but... <laughs> yeah thank you uh, it's getting tighter just so you know because um weightlifting and stuff anyway okay so let me continue with this article so smith contacted washoe or washoe county library director jeff washoe. scott and county commissioner vaughn hartung in hopes of canceling the event but they told me there's nothing they can do he said they started it they, <laughs> they scheduled it but they can't unschedule it 
It is story time like any other story time. No, Scott, it's not. Scott claimed in response, it is ridiculous and offensive to the LGBT community to say that anyone is going to molest children. Really You want to touch it? <laughs> you want to lay on top of me? Like story hour like any other story hour? Go on. Do you want to just read this and commentate? might be better if you just no, didn't. No, no. Better if I didn't. <laughs> No, we need a godly man getting outraged. You and Coach Dobbin Meyer need to do a show together and be outraged together. Sure. All right. It says here, the, ne the Nevada Family Alliance disagrees. Do you think it's appropriate for county tax dollars to be used on a, quote, program that exposes kids to such a provocative lifestyle? The group asked, noting that the event dovetails with the library's support for the broader LGBT agenda. This story time is to compliment the library participating in the Reno Gay Pride Parade with their cart drill team. Um, such events around the world have drawn controversy for the individuals they've put in close proximity to children, such as performers behind X-rated skits involving children's characters and for attracting radical transgender protesters. Pro-family advocates also warn that the trend is dangerous for its true goal, indoctrinating children into accepting gender fluidity. The, did you want to say something? Yeah, which is what they just said. The drag queen just said. I know, right? I know. The San Francisco-based Drag Queen Story Hour program describes its express purpose as capturing the imagination and play of the gender fluidity of childhood. There you go. And giving children unabashedly queer role models while Louisiana drag queen Dylan Pontiff admits that the events are about the grooming of the next generation. There you go. Despite the mayor's efforts, the event took place on July 20th and drew hundreds of attendees, K-O-L-O -O reports. And hundreds, by the way, is in quotes. So, you know, it's probably iffy really what that meant. But while many framed the event positively, some members of the community expressed concern. That sense chills up my spine. I don't believe that should be what we are subjecting our kids to, Loy Motch said. A more liberal parent, Nicole Lander, said she brought her daughter to see the drag queens because she was kind of at an impressionable age. <laughs> so, so a parent brings their child because they're impressionable to come and see that. That is just... Criminal. Negligent, anyway. So, do you have the other article that linked to the to the children being laying on top of the, the drag queens? That well, or... that was... Well, yeah, that those... The library in Oregon took those photos down, but not before uh, LifeSite News captured them. Mm-hmm. So... Um, oh, LifeSite News has them. It has, has the... Um, but, yeah, we can... Show those if you're interested. Yeah, I mean, if you have them, sure, go ahead. Yeah, because this I wanted to show this a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about this, and I couldn't find it. But if you have them, go for it. Cause, because, look, you guys, as a counselor, you know, uh, well, let's just, just look at the picture, and then you can decide what you think. Now, if I had a child that was that young on top of a person like that, um, who I didn't know who the heck they were, and I didn't know if they were a sex offender or not, and they weren't a close, dear relative of mine dressed like that for fun, um, I don't know about you, but I'd be like, uh, 
No. Just saying. No mechanical librarian. And then and then there's a boy. Oh. And and for who's who's <laughs> mm-hmm. I I I am I am trying not to swear people because to me this is royally inappropriate. And if the and then if the library posts these pictures and then takes them down. Yeah. Yeah. I I I just find this um and you know what? I'm gonna say this too. I would be outraged if it was just an adult period mm-hmm. who had a kid laying on top of them in the public library, okay? Uh, you bet. I don't give a crap that they're actually dressed like weirdos, okay? I don't care. But I do think that the reason this is allowed is because not enough people are being outraged. And I don't know about you, but if my daughter, my granddaughter, my child was being subjected to this, I there would be hell to pay. <laughs> I'm just saying there would be. Because who... How are you expecting to raise a healthy generation of adults when you're messing with the mind of innocent babes? Hmm? What is it you always say, Randall? You always say that it's easier to to fix a child than it is an adult. Well, it's easier to build a child than to fix an adult. I heard that from a preschool teacher. Yeah. And it's spot on. Easier to build a child than to fix an adult. Um, yeah. Yeah, things experienced in childhood, you know, they're they're long, long lasting. Um, I was thinking about it earlier today, but uh, rather than go on with my philosophical musings, um, you know, I was telling Stacy earlier this evening. You know, I tend to lean kind of libertarian when it comes to <clears throat> human sexual sexuality choices. I mean, I have a biblical view of human sexuality. That's the, you know, Genesis, God made them male and female. And for this reason, a man shall leave his mother and father, cleave his wife, and the two, not three or four, shall become one flesh. You know, what God has joined together, let that man separate, etc. That male and female marriage is God's idea. Let's not be trying to philosophize about it, interpret it as it's some social construct. It's from the hand of God. Anyway, but as adults, you know, I expect believers to behave like believers, but unbelievers, if that's your thing, whatever perversion you want to get into, that's that's between you and God. And whatever consenting partner, that whatever. That's that's where I lean on that. However 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 You're a preacher, I can tell when when Yeah, you, you are. When you come in to indoctrinate kids stated objective to desensitize they're gonna be used to seeing something like this so then get used to it um i've got a real problem with that i'd have the same problem with somebody you know drug users coming in saying the you know the 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 wonders of you know shooting heroin or even smoking pot even if if it's legal wait wait what just a second, mister. Okay. Okay, you mentioned pot. Yeah. <clears throat> now, I, I'm not going to I'm not offending anybody on purpose. It just comes naturally. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do have... 
<laughs> that was it's funny. It's innocent. <laughs> well, it's my thought. And my thought is the CBD oil stuff that's been going around. Mm-hmm. Okay, look. Unregulated. I, I, I am not um, going to condemn anybody for using it. It might have effects. It might work. Blah, blah, whatever. I've talked to my pharmacist about it. They sell it at my pharmacy. Okay. But I personally think that it is a very easy, quote, gateway drug to the real thing if there isn't actually stuff in it that that's really in it. I mean, I know they claim that it's not, but think about it, okay? And look at the parallel between what's going on. That was my point. My point is we covered in the Marketing of Homosexuality to America, in the book After the Ball, I got like seven or eight hours right here on the YouTube channel, right there. It's pinned. You can go watch me for that long. If you can stand me to watch me that long, you can watch how this was marketed, right? And now all of a sudden the CBD oil that's out there, huge rage. And I have friends who sell it, okay? I'm not going to judge them for it. If they feel okay with it, I'm not going to judge them for selling it. But the broader picture for me concerns me. And I will tell you guys, this is a Breaking news, dun, 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 No. Before I forget, again, tomorrow, Robert McGinnis is going to be coming on my show. Bob McGinnis, Ram Rattle is going to put the picture. This guy is a Pentagon insider. He's been inside the, 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 the you know, the Pentagon, D.C., Washington insider for 50 years. Okay, he wrote this brand new book, Progressive Evil. We're doing a special showtime at 7 p.m. Central. It's going to be on an hour before our normal time. Okay, then back at 8 o'clock. Um, because Bob asked if we could do it earlier because it's Saturday and, you know, he's willing to do this on the weekend for me. Um, we're going to talk about that. But I also got in touch with my friend, Dr. Linda Lagerman. And unless you've listened to the show forever like JDF has, um, you don't know who, who she is. But she is a retired psychologist who specializes in the effects of psychotropic medication um, and and has studied the trends with uh, the drugging, frankly, of America, the drugging of the military, the drugging of children, and all that. And, and she's going to be coming on my show in the future. I think she maybe in a couple weeks she'll be on. Um, and we're going to talk about that because I see a complete parallel between this wickedness that we're looking at on that hand that we just talked about, but also the drugging and the psychotropic, you know, the... What's the word, Tommy? Come on, Tommy, you know the word. What's the biblical word for the the drugs? You know, that, you know what it is? Pharmakia. Pharmakia. Yeah, the pharmakia, right? Translated sorcery. Sorcery. If you drug a culture and you hypnotize a culture through mind control and TV, which is frankly what a lot of it is, then guess what? You can control that culture. But you know who can break that control? Jesus Christ can. That's right. And you know what? That's why, you know, I cover what I cover. And, um, you know, think, have, you, have you ever noticed this? I'm just going to say this, and then you can get back to your point. All right, thanks. <clears throat> have you ever noticed that on certain TV, you know, internet shows like <clears throat> Hagman and Hagman, Steve Quayle, people like that, and I, I will say their names because, frankly, they do it. You know, they'll hype up the scary situation. They'll talk about it. They'll make you all scared, and then they'll offer to sell you a book to solve the problem. And it just happens to be their book. You can get it for nineteen ninety-five. 
You know, I mean, seriously, they're creating the problem, then they sell you their solution, and they're cha-chinging all the way to the bank, and not, frankly, giving a crap really about your soul. Now, I'm not saying that they're not saved, but uh, what I am saying is if you watch very carefully what people do, then you will see what they're doing if you pay attention. But the problem is people are hypnotized and they don't think because they've been trained not to think. And we're going to talk about that tomorrow with Bob. Um, but anyway, I could go off on that. But go ahead, Bareface. Well, like I was saying, just a really little recap. So sorry if I move my lips weird. My mouth kind of feels dry for some reason. Do you want to drink of my water? Maybe after I'm It's done. bubbly, you know. Yeah. So. Okay. Anyway, you know, so I kind of lean libertarian when it comes to unbelievers. Whatever perversion, you know, floats your boat, that's between you and God, whatever. I have a problem bringing it into a drag queen story time hour. Did you really, JDF? Or are you just uh, messing with JDF said, I bought some C CBD mm -hmm. oil with a discount code, John316 from Spark Naturals. Are they, are they selling that? They are, actually. Wow. So he could be telling me the truth and not messing with me. All right. Well, well let me know how it goes. Because I haven't used it, and I'm anyway, not going to. So I've got a problem with, you know, indoctrinating. Uh, <laughs> I've got an indoctrinated problem with indoctrinating kids with this. And then you may think a lot of people like, well, what about you? What about giving Bibles out to kids? You're, you're, you know, you're propagating your worldview and your things and your stuff. <laughs> well, okay, let, let's not equate these things. You know, I'll show you the CDC reports on, on same-sex sexuality and the dangers of it. I'll show you the CDC. Oh, they'll get mad at you for doing that, I'll, though. I'll show you the CDC reports on, on drug use, on marijuana use, on heroin. You know, I can I can show you that these things are dangerous. Float your boat, they, they may. They're dangerous. You start showing me the CDC reports on living a godly life, living by biblical principles, and you, you show me where the danger in that, then I'll say, okay, we'll back off on this Christianese stuff. <laughs> you know, we won't we won't say anything about the gospel in the public square. You show me the dangers of it. You show me the, you know, you show me the physical health dangers of living a godly life, and then then we can say we're comparing apples and apples. This is why I love him. But you know, come He's in so smart. Come <laughs> come in here with your obviously dangerous behaviors and push them on children i mean you if you came in here hey let's let's play with matches children let's let's talk about drinking alcohol let's talk about making our own bombs and flamethrowers i hope parents <laughs> would have a problem with that you know when children aren't you know children are no less mentally capable of dealing with you know making weapons of mass destruction than they are dealing with sexual perversion Anyway, back to you. <laughs> you ever wonder what it's like when we eat dinner together? There you go, people. What you just witnessed is our conversation. What you see with us is really what you get. I mean, <laughs> that's, except we have dogs surrounding us, staring at us, going, can I have that plate to lick? Can I? Huh? Can I? And if I dare pay attention to Teggy Bear... Grover gets upset because he super loves me and everything. Yeah, he does. All right. Well, <clears throat> now that an hour of our show has gone by, how did we ever only do an hour a day before? <laughs> that would be the question. We got through one article. I have like five here that we're supposed to get through. But 
Go ahead. <laughs> we didn't do we didn't do two stories. Did we? Oh yeah, I guess technically we did. Uh, You're right. Uh, okay, but it was kind of tied together. Yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> so Ariel Ministries. They love us. Yeah, they do. And we love them for sponsoring our show. And you should too, because this is good, solid, biblical teaching that you're going to get from a Messianic Jewish perspective. And if you go buy something over there with the, with the coupon code, you can save 20% and you can, you can get yourself all studied up. You know, you can learn the Bible in the, in the, the, the right way, okay? Not the unbiblical way, but, you know, understand the culture, the history, the Hebrew the Greek, etc. So do that, people. Do it for us, but even more so, do it for you. Because honestly, the more time you spend in God's word according to the research, the better off you're going to be. And the less inclined you're going to be to do drugs, just so you know. And the less inclined you're going to be to have illicit sex, you know, to have an unhappy marriage and everything. And today, in fact, um, I was at a, Randall and I go to this this meeting for with, it's do you mind if I tell say what it is? I... Oh, oh, okay. Our yeah. lunch meeting. Yeah, whatever. Okay, so Randall, he got involved in this cult. It's called the Potato Club, <clears throat> where, yeah, where this group of people get together and eat potatoes. You have to have potato in order to be in it. Anyway, I guess Mr. Potato Head's the captain or whatever. And um, But anyway, there's somebody, I guess it was the president, who said... So, you're a marriage counselor, huh? How long have you been married? And I said, almost 27 years. And he's like, really? You've only been married one time? What makes you think you're going to be an effective marriage counselor? You know, and he was trying to be funny. <clears throat> and obviously, I did think it was funny. Because <laughs> culture will tell you, oh, yeah, hey, you know a lot about marriage because you've been married 10 times, right? <laughs> you know, it's like... <laughs> I have yet to do it successfully for any length of time, but let me counsel you on how to run your relationship. Right. So anyway, uh, <clears throat> so all that to say, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, come on, people. It's eight. It's nine o'clock at night. I've had a whole day. Okay. So also, uh, uh, Legal Shield. There you go. Hey, if you guys want to support the show, you want to become a member of Legal Shield, then go ahead and uh, sign up with me. You can go over to bit.ly forward slash LOJ2019. That's all caps. And in case you don't know what it is, it is Denise from Blog Talk Radio Days. Denise and JDF are bonding over on YouTube. You guys go way back to the Blog Talk Radio Days. By the way, Denise said, why would anyone want their child to grow up and be a drag queen? I am more disturbed at the parents sending them to such a thing. Exactly. And now JDF and Denise are talking. There you go. Anyway, back to Legal Shield. I got to give you guys an update. <clears throat> if you are a current member, please check your mobile app, okay? Go in after the show, look at your mobile app, make sure it's updated, and make sure that it's still showing that you have a membership, <laughs> Okay, that I just found out today that there's a little glitch with that update. So if you haven't been one of my members, go check your new app, update it, try to log in. If it logs in, okay, and you're good, and it's not telling you you need to sign up for a membership, you're good. If for some reason it's telling you you need to sign up for a membership, but you already are a member, then you're going to have contact member services. 
just so you know, and it's not my fault. It's because they're making everything better and sometimes glitches happen, just so you know, okay? All right, so Legal Shield rocks though. If you need to get a will done, you can get it done and all that. ID Shield, if you are not a member yet of ID Shield, uh, you need to be because identity theft is rampant. Um, and I actually think personally that the ID Shield membership is probably more important than the Legal Shield one, uh, personally. If you had, if you don't want both, but you should get them both. But if you don't want them both, I would recommend ID Shield over Legal Shield because I just think, personally, I think that's that's more needed. Okay. If you didn't see my special show I did Wednesday about the Equifax um, breach, um, make sure that you uh, go back and watch that show. It will tell you how you can claim $125 if you are in fact breached. Um, because you go to, Equif I think it's EquifaxBreachSettlement.com. I think that's what it is. If you go to EquifaxBreachSettlement.com, scroll down to the bottom. There'll be a button. It will ask you to find out if you were breached. If you put in your last name, last six numbers of your social security number, if your name comes up, it will tell you that you've been breached. Then you can go ahead and apply for $125 um, as part of their payout for breaching you. <laughs> I know, isn't that great? Uh, so you can do that, but also just get in touch with me. Um, this is a, actually, uh, this is a great, um, it's a great product, right? And when you get it through me, you support Bible News Radio. Okay, so, but not only do you support us, but you got a great product. Also, um, Spark Naturals, as JDF said, hey, if you're into essential oil, uh, you can use our coupon code, John316, and uh, go to sparknaturals.com. Check out, save 10% on your order, including CBD oil, truly, if you want to get it. Although I haven't gotten a, a, a thing, JDF, saying I got a sale. Just saying. <laughs> Usually I get one, so, uh, but anyway, you can do that. Or if you just want to simply donate to our show, you can do that through our website, biblenewsradio.com or givesendgo.com forward slash biblenewsradio. You can give to us a million ways, and we ask that you for, do for at generously. Least two. Hmm? What? At least two. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So, did you notice that I didn't scare you or anything? I didn't try to manipulate you and tell you the world is going to end if I don't get any money from you. <laughs> I just simply said, "Can you give to us?" And please, you know. All right. So, if you like what we do, give to us, you know, and get some products that we recommend. They're actually really good products. Okay. So this next story. UK politician. That's the next one we're going to do. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got to thank somebody. I forgot who it was that alerted me to this story this week. Did you guys see this? United yeah. Kingdom politician who lobbied for gender neutral toilets charged with sex abuse. Child sex abuse. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, there's no correlation is there now. Yeah, I know. That's what the left will tell you. Middlesbrough, North Yorkshire, England. Sure. Okay, whatever. An English town councillor, is that right? They spelled it wrong. Who hopes to make government-owned facilities gender, gender neutral has been charged with nine counts of sexually touching a child. Huh, only nine, huh? You're not counselor like marriage counselors, one who sits on a council. Gotcha. So he's a counselor. Still looks wrong to me. Yeah. Does, but whatever. It's a, it's a Brit thing. <laughs> David Smith, 30, represents Colby Newham 
a suburb of Middlesbrough in the Yorkshire's town's local government or council. Since his arrest, he has resigned from membership in the Conservative Party. Well, that's good, but not from his position. Yeah, can you believe that? Such standards. According to the BBC, Smith is due in court on August 7th. The good news is Legal Shield is rolling out in the UK, so too bad he doesn't have one of our, our lawyers to help him out because he denies the charges, according to the article. I completely reject these spurious allegations and removing myself from the party will ensure I can focus all my efforts on fighting to clear my name, he said. Yeah, he used spurious as a word. That means he's got a big vocabulary, people. Yeah, it does. Smith also called the accusations damaging lies. According to the local news website, Teesside Live? Is that right? I guess. I don't know. I don't either. Last month, Smith asked the mayor of Middlesbrough to introduce gender-neutral washrooms in the Middlesbrough council buildings. Last month, he produced a statement announcing his meeting with the mayor and reminding the readers that the issue of gender-neutral toilets was part of his campaign. That's something that... So important. Well, I was just going to try to think of a bad pun on words there, but you just messed it up. So... Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say that goes to pop, but... <laughs> mm. <laughs> that, that wouldn't even be... Well, it would be funny, but you messed it up for me. Sorry. You, you kind of interrupted my flow of funniness. Okay. <laughs> On Tuesday, June 18th, I'm meeting Middlesbrough Mayor Andy Preston, and one of the issues I will bring up is the one that I included in my local election campaign, gender-neutral toilets. He stated, Smith explained that his interest in toilets stemmed from interactions with transgender and non-binary people in the area. Non-binary people there. So a non-binary person, as I understand it, is somebody who does not identify as male or female, but in reality actually is one or the other. Yes. Just so you know, as far as I know, God didn't make somebody born without, you know, genitals that identify the sex. This is how we know people. That's well, why genitals even, are very important. Well, even with... In without... the olden days, when people looked at the baby's genitals, they assumed... The, you know, boy or girl. Well, there are some very rare incidences where it's hard to tell. But nowadays, <sighs> when we can, uh, when we can test for the presence of a Y chromosome, then that's that's dead on indicator of, of male. <laughs> to me, it's so asinine that we even have to have this conversation. I know, but it's just. Anyway, throughout my time interacting with local transgender and non-binary people, I've seen firsthand the difficulties faced by these individuals when assessing public toilets and changing rooms. The feeling of humiliation is an experience that most of us don't go through when visiting a public toilet in 2019. That is simply unacceptable. I'm sorry, but I just have to say here on behalf of all women everywhere... I'm so sorry for being honest about this, but let's just be real people. I do not know one woman who enjoys going to the public bathroom, farting in the toilet, or doing number two, or peeing really loud. Just saying, you know, if I had my way, we would have private toilets, you know, just single toilets, just because everybody needs privacy. Frankly, I don't like public toilets myself, but 
to say that, you know, uh, that everybody else has never felt humiliation because of that, give me a stinking break. I mean, seriously, put a one if you agree with me, women, because it's so true. I mean, why do you think like in, in other countries they have running water like in the in the thing? So 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 you don't have to hear the other person, you know, I mean, come on. It's so stupid. I mean, what world is this person living in? Ah, oh, my gosh. See, Melanie agrees. I got one one. I don't know. Is anybody on YouTube agreeing with me? Okay. Anyway, so now I gotta go find. Okay, back there. <laughs> Smith stated that throughout England, pubs, shopping centers, universities, and schools are becoming gender neutral, so that our transgender and non-binary family and friends feel safe when using the facilities. He hoped. The Middlesbrough Council would become a trailblazer for other local governments and make all of its facilities gender neutral. The councillor acknowledged that some people might have, quote, concerns, unquote, but the, quote, risk does not increase once public toilets become gender neutral, unquote. Smith did not specify what was at risk when women-only spaces were frequ are frequent frequented by males. He hinted, however, that if a male wanted to hurt a woman or a girl in a public washroom, he would do so whether it was a woman-only space or not, saying, in fact, if anyone has any intention in committing a crime at present, they will do so. Not I don't true. agree. I don't agree with that at all. I think that it's been proven that when these perverts get access, it's just easier access. Mm-hmm. This is about creating a much more safer environment for transgender and non-binary people, he emphasized. After charges of sex, child sex assault were laid against him, Smith released a statement describing the work he had done as a Middlesbrough counselor, making special mention of his LGBT advocacy. I have worked hard to ensure I serve the people of Colby Newham to the best of my ability, he wrote. From tackling the a issue... A few of them. From tackling the issue of potholes, ordering bollards to be installed to ensure the public stop parking on a resident's property, highlighting the ever-increasing issue of drug use and being a very proud advocate of the local LGBTQ community, he continued, This is who I am as a person and as a community activist. Smith was elected in May this year. Counselors are considered volunteers, not salaried employees. Therefore, they receive an allowance instead of a salary. According to Teesside Live, the basic allowance given to all counselors in Middlesbrough is about $7,978. That's, that's a pretty good chunk of change, actually. But what I will say is that, is there an outrage about Christians, you know, what is the big outrage when Christians do stuff? Think about it. Judge Roy Moore. The big outrage about him was his insistence on putting up the Ten Commandments. <gasps> the horror of it all. You know, I mean, what did he do? He didn't do anything wrong. In fact, they actually tried to malign him and lie about his character and stuff uh, recently. But it, it's never... And unless it's a, okay, Denise said one. So unless it's, it's, um, <laughs> a false teacher make doing bad things, real believers don't get attacked for anything. They get thrown in jail and they get persecuted for their faith, which is what the Bible says will happen. Right. But anyway, so JDF, you actually 
you you said that, huh? Wow, you did? Well, I'll let you know what I get. Thanks for support, Bible News Radio, JDF. <laughs> You're going to have to let me know how the CBD works for you. All right, Randall, do you have any other comments? we got about 15 minutes left or so of the show. Yeah, we do. No, we should just carry on and try to press through. Whoa, I mean, yeah, we won't have much time tomorrow night because of the lieutenant colonel so yeah i think we should press on and try to get some of these done i know we're gonna have at least um a half hour with him i'm not sure if we're gonna do the whole hour or not but um definitely not 90 minutes i'm pretty sure unless he decides he wants to stay that long i we actually didn't set a time but but he is coming on the show and it's gonna be great i'm looking forward to it all righty so well we, we only have two more to do i think well, three. Well, but... why don't you go ahead and do this one? This or, one? Yeah, unless you think you can do the, the Romans one, because I promoted that in our text message. All right, let me let me deal with that. Why don't you do that one? That way it'll give me a break from reading. Okay, I don't have my... Um... Your reader glasses well, on? Well, I don't have my photo up. Uh, oh. Well, you don't have to put your photo up. Yeah, I'll just take yours down. And why is that not... Yeah. Where, 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 where? It's my hairbrush. There we go. Oh, where is your hairbrush? I don't think you actually use a hairbrush, do you? No, I don't. But... Where, 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 where? <laughs> anyway, let me... Um... You know, I actually have an opportunity to meet Mike Naraki in person if I want. I put... he, he is the voice of Larry the Cucumber, just in case you didn't yeah. know that. Okay. I, I took the wrong one here. Your hairbrush. Now you all anyway. have that song in your head, don't you? Anyway. Just a minute. <laughs> okay, Randall, go ahead. Jana Rice, or Jana Reese, I don't know how to pronounce her name, over on Religion News interviewed uh, this author, whose name I can't remember right now, but we'll get to it in a moment. Uh, there's this Bible scholar who says Paul's letter to the Romans is what we should read in the Trump era backward. So we should read it backward in the Trump era. Anyway, basically, well, I'll read a little bit, and then I won't read the whole thing, and I will, yeah, kind of summarize the article. Paul's letter to the Romans is the pinnacle of the, of the Apostles' theology, a dense, rich text that biblical experts have been pouring over for centuries. But I'm willing to bet that few of those scholars tried reading Romans from the end to the beginning, which is what an evangelical scholar and popular author Scott McKnight does in his new book, Reading Romans Backwards, a Gospel of Peace in the Midst of Empire. Backmasking Romans, the term refers to backward recording for effect, as the Beatles did on their song, I'm Only Sleeping, gives us a totally different perspective. Uh, McKnight says, the historical context that's at the end of the letter, information about the house churches in Rome, names of the women and men who were in charge, and hints about the deep divisions between Jews and Gentiles, is crucial for understanding the media theology in the first half. What's more, it's crucial for understanding the divisions we're experiencing right now. Uh, there may never have, uh, there, there may never have been a more important time for American Christians to study Romans than during the age of Donald Trump. This interview has been edited for length and clarity. Well, I'm not going to read the whole interview. I'm just going to summarize it to the best of my uh, on-the-fly ability. And that is, 
that Scott McKnight, the preacher and popular author, um, uh, he uh, asserts that uh, at the time uh, that Romans was written, that Rome at that time, the believers in Rome were largely divided amongst uh, more wealthy Gentiles and poorer Jews. I know that sounds antithetical to what we might think of times, but you know it was a it was a Gentile government. The Roman government, the Roman Empire, was Gentile, and prior to this, the Jews had been exiled. Uh, we know that because uh, Aquila and Priscilla were Jews who had been uh, cast out with all the other Jews out of Rome that uh, the Caesar then had driven out of Rome. Anyway, but the reason he says reading it backwards in this Trump era is because the deep divide between basically liberals and conservatives and even those that, you know, consider themselves to be, you know, in the body of Christ. And and there was this deep divide between uh, Gentiles and, and Jewish believers uh, with the Jews, um, you know, steeped in tradition of the, of the law and with the Gentiles walking, uh, you know, by grace. And that, he says, you know, with that backdrop of, you know, rich and poor Gentiles and Jews and bringing them together in one body and giving these uh, admonitions and instructions for them to get along as one body in Christ, says is important. However, I do take uh, issue with an example. Of course, this interview has been edited uh, for brevity, so I don't know what's missing here. But if, if this is the context, I'm going to bring this up for you here. Um, there it is. These are supposedly the words of Scott McKnight. He says, the church has foolishly chosen to play the same game that the culture is playing right now, making the church indistinguishable from society, whether you want to talk about progressives or conservatives. This is not unlike the weak and strong problem that Paul talks about. Paul says in Romans 14.1 that we are, we are to welcome each other and not for the purpose of quarreling over opinions. The same sex debate is a symptom of this. A, a politicized theological debate where people cannot talk to one another. It's a zero-sum game. Well, I think that I think that the same-sex debate isn't a politicized theological debate. Well, it can be, but it's not one of these things. Well, you know, we can agree to disagree on you know whether same-sex marriage is is you know biblical or not. Um, because maybe I'm the, I'm the, you know, the unyielding conservative, but I think it's pretty clear in scripture, as we alluded to before, in Genesis chapter one and, and, uh, well, actually is it Genesis chapter two and a chapter one and, uh, you know, uh, Matthew chapter nine, Mark 15, several places where it's reiterated about God creating male and female and a man cleaving to his wife and the two becoming one flesh and what God has put together, that this institution of marriage is not as a societal construct uh, to be, you know, molded and twisted and 
folded and mutilated into whatever society says. It's not. It's not a human invention. It's it's a it's a god creation. So, so that as an example of. Well, you know, we can agree to disagree. Kind of that. That's I wouldn't put it in that camp. There are other things. We might talk about uh, the importance of the environment and things like that. Those can be, you know, issues of, don't have to be dividing issues against, you know, among uh, more conservative or more liberal believers. But when the same sex debate, there should be no debate there in my not so humble opinion. All right. I'm done with that story, just so you know. And you're typing like the wind. Yeah, so. I am. Back to me. Yeah, back to you. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that was very good, Bareface. Thank you. Thank you for helping me out there. You're welcome. Oops. Okay, wait. All right, so. There are two other stories that you wanted to cover. Yes, the the CBN News one with Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, him. Mm-hmm. The Filipino guy. Yep. The boxer. That's him. Which, by the way, I have not done boxing yet, but if you want to see me throw a six-pound ball up against the wall, go over to my Instagram page. Yeah, and uh, watch me do that. You'll be impressed. Yeah, you will. You'll be like, really? <laughs> You'll get to see me do ropes, too. By the way, those ropes, if you watch me on my Instagram story today, those ropes were probably... I don't know, Randall, how long do you think they are? 20 feet long? Maybe. And they're heavy. They're heavy. So you're like, whatever. Anyway, no doubt Manny does this. Uh, anyway, it says here, how world champ boxer Manny Pacquiao, you said Pacquiao. Pacquiao. There you go. Trains to win. Read the Bible continually and pray continually. I love this. I love the Filipino people anyway. So, in the Manila, Philippines, boxing legend Manny Pacquiao. Pacquiao. Okay, I have an idea. Every time that name comes up, you say it. Okay. Because otherwise, you're going to correct me every time I say it wrong. Well, so. you, you hesitate there. Deal. So. Deal, no deal. Deal, fine. Okay. okay. <laughs> Plus, it makes it more fun. Or you for could every- just say Manny. Manny. Okay. Denise is like... Stacy just said your name. <laughs> okay, boxing legend Manny recently showed his prowess in the ring once again as he defeated Keith Thurman to become the WBA super welterweight champion. Just days after Manny's victory over Thurman, there's already talk of a rematch with Floyd Mayweather. Don't you love these names? They're so cool. The 40-year-old Manny... <laughs> Gave credit to God for his victory over Thurman, who is 10 years younger, saying he won because God blessed him. His training routine included Bible studies at night and worship services with his family and staff. One guest at his victory party posted on social media, He gained my great respect because of his love for God and his desire that many will have a personal relationship with Jesus. In an exclusive interview with CBN, Manny emphasized the importance of preparing for eternal happiness while still on earth. He said, read the Bible con- con- continually, pray continually until when, as long as you are still alive on this earth, you are forming your destiny, which way you go, 
either eternal suffering or eternal happiness. Hebrews 9, 27 dash 18. I don't think that's right. I think it's supposed to be a 28. Just as people are destined to die once and after that face judgment, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of the many, and he will appear a second time not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for me. I don't know what version that is, but it's not the New American Standard. Manny believes God put him in a position of great influence to share the gospel with many people. As a member of the Philippine Senate, his passion for the Bible inspired him to sponsor the National Bible Day Act, which states, as a predominantly Christian nation and the largest Christian nation in the Asia-Pacific, this act recognizes the value of the Holy Bible as the core of the Christian faith. He reminded everyone, we all need the Word of God to direct us and guide us in every area of our lives. In January, he defeated Adrian Broner, by unanimous decision, retaining his secondary welterweight world title. Days before his match with Broner, Manny was delighted when this guy's staff came to his Bible studies. That's awesome. He recalled, they attended three times. I believe God gave them conviction about the truth, about Jesus, and that's the most important thing, the highlight in every fight that I have. People in his victory party testified that after the fight with Thurman, even though Manny was hurting. He still shared God's gift of eternal life to all his well-wishers, which to him is the greatest victory one can ever have. There you go. And that also reminds me of a story I posted yesterday. I think it was on my, I know it was in our Daily Disciples group. I posted it about the, the richest man in Singapore. I think it was. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. What? Okay. Do you not read our daily disciple stories that we put in there? Not all of them. Really? Okay. Some of them. Right. Well, I'm going to find it. Wait, hold on. I'm going to scroll yeah, through. Yeah, you are. I'm going to scroll through the songs that Melanie posts. And let's see here. Which is the most frequent post type in the group, I believe. <laughs> Actually, it's not in here. That's okay, people. Just give me one moment. I'll find it. Because this is a super cool title of an article. I got to read you. And it's super cool. That's why I pulled it. Because it's fun. and It's uplifting. One moment, please, while I scroll down. There it is. Uh-huh. This was on CNS News. And it was titled... Um, I'm waiting for the page to flip. Ah, Singapore's richest man advises... The peace and joy of Christ Jesus, of, of Jesus Christ, it sure beats a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Check that out. Okay. So Singapore's richest man, Philip N.G., however you say his last name, it's spelled N.G. Anyway, who with his brother Robert is worth $12.1 billion, said that his greatest treasure is the peace and joy of his faith in Jesus Christ, which he wishes for everyone to have, and especially young people, Fox News reported. Mm-hmm. What I discovered is that all of us are broken, NG said in a video posted by one of his protégés, Matthew Yeo, on Instagram. We all have a missing piece, and for me, I discovered that that missing piece was God through Jesus Christ. 
Uh, Philip NG and his brother run the Far East Organization, one of Asia's largest real estate groups. On its website, the company states, Far East Organization is a Christian enterprise. We seek to be a community of love and a workplace of grace that welcomes Christians and non-Christians alike to work joyfully together. Uh, in the video, Ye Yeo asks NG, I don't know how to say that, but that's how I'm saying it. To all the young people watching this, what do you think is the one piece of advice you'd give them? NG responds by talking about all of us being broken and that the missing piece for him was Jesus Christ. He then says, I was always in search for a better life, a better purpose, a better me, a better everything. I was just looking at all the wrong things, but when I realized there's no better me or better things without Jesus, then it all snapped into place. Maybe we have to look deeper, he said. I treasure my faith more than anything, so I just wish for everyone to have that peace and joy. It sure beats a lot of money and material things that you may have. It starts with accepting that you are broken and that there is a missing piece, he said. And for me personally, that missing piece is our Lord Jesus Christ. And it goes on to say a little bit more, but I don't want to read the rest, so I'm not going to. <laughs> Because that's the most important part right there. Isn't that great? The world's you, you, richest man in Singapore that. says that. So, But you don't want to watch that on TV very much because, you know. Yeah. Surprised <laughs> I didn't. I'm not surprised I didn't see that anywhere else. It's on CNS News. Apparently he well, was in Well, CNS, a, sure. But, but he was apparently not interviewed. not going to see it on MSNBC or anything like that. Apparently he was interviewed on Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, that was a great place to uh, wrap up this broadcast. Yes, I will tell you all, people, that I'm going to be starting a personal development call, which will be about 30 minutes a day, if that. Um, and I want to heartily invite you to let me know if you'd be interested in joining me on this call. I have a burden. I got to tell you the truth. Well, I always tell you the truth. <laughs> but I've been on a morning stretch call for about six months now with my business, Legal Shield call has changed my life because I'm connecting with entrepreneurs who are doing the business I am and every single day we are motivated we are encouraged in our business as entrepreneurs to do things and I thought you know what it would be really good to do that as a Christian and to encourage people in their faith and their life as a personal um, development opportunity it's completely free. I'm not charging for it. Uh, we'll be using freeconferencecall.com. So you, all you need is your phone. You don't have to be on video or anything. Um, and most likely it's going to be in the evening. So if you're interested in being on that call with me, um, it will be a Monday through Friday thing. Um, let me know. Get in touch with me. Email me through my website or any social media channels that you have. Or if you actually have my number, you can just call me or text me and say, yes, count me in. Uh, I will put you on a list to give you the number and I will let you know when we begin okay so in the meantime don't forget tomorrow night my special guest retired lieutenant colonel Robert Bob McGinnis is going to be talking about his book progressive evil it's going to be good 7 p.m central one hour earlier than normal um and do me a favor and also pray for us tomorrow for sure uh because you know I think it's going to be a great show and, of course, he's a Washington insider, and, and he will say stuff that um, a lot of people won't. So, just saying, people. All right. So, hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you guys for coming in. I hope you sleep well tonight. Remember to have a, um, you know, to pray before you go to bed. Um, 
you know, read, read the Bible to cleanse your mind of the evil in the world. Uh, pray. I already said that, but do it twice. <laughs> no, you don't, you don't have to have your spouse pray for you. Or if you're single, just double pray for yourself. Um, you know, and ask the Lord to speak to you. You know, I really do believe that the dream he gave me that I talked about at the beginning of the show, I do believe that God is waking his people up and I do believe he is speaking to his people. And I do believe that now is the time that we either stand up for our faith or we're going to lose the opportunity to do that in America. So be bold, people. Stand up and go with God because he loves you.